Hey guys, and welcome to the LMF Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Lucy, better known as Little Misfit, and I am here to give you my mindset motivation tips, guide you into a growth mindset, and share with you any of the best tips I can find in optimizing your mental and physical health. Enjoy this episode, guys. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more difficult for me. However, I do feel it's something I want to talk about after the suicide prevention day yesterday. Um, First off, the first thing I want to announce is that I do not believe in particular days to raise awareness for mental health. I feel mental health should be just like any other health. It should be spoken about and people should be being made aware of it on the daily, not one day of the year. But I I always support everything that Mental Health Muscle are trying to achieve because I am a great believer in everything that Aaron is doing. And yes, I did share the posts and um, I stand by that if anybody ever needs to talk or if anybody needs just company I am a message away I will meet up with anybody at any point um you've just to contact me if you don't want to speak to myself get in touch with mental health muscle because they will they will definitely 100% be willing to help you out so for suicide prevention this is something that um is very close to my heart because I am I consider myself very fortunate to be here due to if you haven't listened to my authentic intro um, it kind of gives you a rough idea of my backstory I don't go into in great detail because in my opinion it's irrelevant my personal life is not for people's entertainment it's my story and the situations that led me to where I was is not the relevant part what is relevant was my behavior and how it impacted me as a person and because that is completely within my control and completely within my power and at that point in my life I was completely powerless um And to kind of give you a bit more detail of how severe I actually was, um, before I'd even, before I attempted to take my life, um, it was a very slippery slope. You need to understand that I can relate and I do know how it feels to be so overwhelmingly sad hurt, betrayed, the feeling of loss, the feeling of that there is no alternative, that you have no control, that you don't even want the positives or the happy times to come because you know or you believe that it's just another opportunity for you to be disappointed and hurt. And this is very much where I was at. Um for a good few years of my life and I actually before I came on here spent a little bit of time meditating and visualizing how it felt when I was that person because 
to be completely honest, I've kind of completely switched myself off from who I was then and everything that I went through because I don't want it to define the person I am now. And it was quite interesting for me to look at who I was and how I became that person and what I was feeling from a new perspective. Um, and it's also helped me realise the the situations where, one, I could have helped myself and, two, I could have made others a lot more aware of what was going on internally. Because... Um, I basically became, I was signed on to the Royal Edinburgh, which, um, and I was watched like a hawk by the Royal Edinburgh for a good couple of years um, because I was on suicide watch. Um, I would take what I used to call a turn, um, but basically it was a situation where my emotions would completely overpower me um, and I would take this turn where I didn't even remember what would happen. And I still, to this day, do not know what happened during those blocks um, of what I could only describe as sheer trauma. Um, I suppose it would probably have be, would probably be perceived as a panic attack um, with all kinds of other emotions getting mixed in there because from what I from what I was told I would be screaming I would be tearing my hair out tearing my skin off my face um and was basically taking moments of insanity to be completely honest um and yeah I would have to be pinned and taken to the hospital and given minor sedations to calm me down and bring me back to my senses. Um, It's quite difficult for me to admit that because now that I look back, I'm not embarrassed, but it's not obviously something that I care to admit because this was quite clearly a very weak stage of my life. And it's, okay, I'm probably being a bit harsh on myself with considering it weak, but I was in such a fragile state I trusted nobody, including those closest to me. In fact, the people closest to me, I trusted even less um, because they they held the most power to hurt me the most. Um, I kept so many at arm's length. Um, the amount of time I had to be taken out of school um, to speak to counsellors and psychiatrists, um, I was in a very bad way. Um, and then it reached a point where I did attempt to take my life and I had, if I hadn't been found as early as I was, I would not be here to tell you this tale. <laughs> um, yes, I was fortunate enough that um, my mum came across the medicine, ta- the medicine cabinet when she did, realised that there wasn't a single pill left, wondered where they were and found me basically had demolished every single one of them. And I think it calculated that there was a minimum of at least 96 pills in there. So obviously I was very quickly, swiftly taken to the hospital, had my stomach pumped. And unfortunately, this wasn't my turning point. It took a good couple of years after that for me to make to take the turn 
to make a change in my life. Um, in fact, I wouldn't say things got worse. I don't think my life could have gotten much worse, but it definitely didn't get any better. Um, there was new people in, introduced to my life, which didn't help my situation. And um, my trust just got even worse. Um, I would... I didn't care about my physical appearance. I didn't care with what went into my body. Um, I smoked. I drank maybe every single day. I would go through at least a half a bottle of wine. Um, I had didn't care what I was eating to the point that I put on a fair amount of weight. Um, I had my hair cut off, which at the time I was doing it for the right reasons. I was doing it for my cousin was going through college and she needed somebody to go from long to short but I loved my hair I still love my hair <laughs> um, but I didn't care about my appearance because I didn't feel I was going to be here for a very long time I had no intentions of being here for a very long time so I didn't care what I did I didn't care what I looked like and I didn't care um the what what the implications would be to everything that I was doing um, because as far as I was concerned my life literally couldn't get any worse um, and and from from my perspective at that time um, I'm pretty sure there are many who have been through worse than I had um, but from my perspective at that time my life couldn't have got any worse um, I had very little support and again, a lot of that was my own fault because the support that I was then given, I either shunted away or I hurt those that were closest to me because again, in my opinion, they had the most power to hurt me. So the best thing I could do was get rid of. Um, and yeah, it took, I would say, so I would say I started to get mentally unwell when I was around 14 and I mean I'd had counselling from the age of six right the way through to I was 18 due to the family that I was in um, and then I then had to get psychiatrist after that because I'd reached adolescent age um, so obviously things became a little bit different however I would say I got my situation started to started to decline when I was about 14 and it wasn't until I reached the age of 20 that I started to make a change and when I say it was like somebody had flipped a switch um it literally was like somebody had flipped a switch I just remember feeling like I was fed up of being a victim I was fed up of victimizing myself and I realized that, okay, there were so many people who had got me to where I was, but it was me who was keeping me there. It was me who was in control of my behavior. It was me who was in control of taking those tablets, letting myself lose control over my emotions. It was that they were, all of those things were my choice. They were everything there was within my power and I was giving that power to all of the wrong people um, and I was allowing them to make me use my own power to then hurt those who were trying to help um, it took me a long time to obviously realize this 
But um, yeah, it, eventually I did just flip that switch, started to remove those that were toxic, started to make changes physically, what I was doing, what I was eating, who I was spending my time with, um, even down to I complete, I even changed jobs, everything. Um, I was still in the same career. I wasn't in the career path I am now, but it was. I just wanted to everything that associated with who I was. I wanted it gone, um, and I wanted to make that change. Um, and then fast forward, here we are. <laughs> um, I've never been happier. I have never been healthier, which is the most important. Um, happiness and healthiness. The the um, they're both just as equally as important in my opinion um but yeah I have never been healthier I have never been happier I've never been in more control I've never been more content secure within myself not really needing anybody in my life to provide that happiness because I've built it for myself I appreciate as I go on the people in my life are honestly my greatest blessing um especially those who put up with me when I was not easy to deal with. Um, and that is my, my the God's honest truth. I was a nightmare. Um, however, that is my tale so that you can understand that I'm not coming to you because I read the books, because I do the research. I'm doing, I've created this podcast and I am, I am setting up my mindset coaching and I am, wanting to help as many people as I can because trust me when I say I can relate so much with how it feels to have those overwhelming feelings within your body that you feel you have no control over those thoughts that run through your head like a broken record that you again feel you have no control over um and from the visualization and again, I know visualization is typically used for going forward, but I used it to go back so that instead of just putting myself back into the position where I was trying to feel what I felt, I was almost watching myself in those situations. And and I'm talking the horrible situations, the the days that I was at my worst but also the situations where I missed out on key opportunities to make it easier for myself. And this is, I feel, something that gets kind of missed with like suicide prevention. It's very easy for me to say, come and speak to me if you need to talk, or for people to say, come and chat, don't be silent, and, vi- and vice versa. Like, it it's so easy to say it because when you're in that situation and when you're in that, when you've got those feelings, you're not, you or sorry, you are in control, but you feel like you're not. So even though you have that pit in your stomach saying, I want help, I don't want to feel this way, I need somebody to fix me or I need somebody to help me fix me, you feel you don't have the control to actually act on that you just let the thoughts kind of keep piling on you, the horrible emotions pile on you because you feel you're not either worth helping or you feel like you're a lost cause. Again, I've been there, 
totally get it. Um, and again, you might be in a similar situation that I was where you don't want to rely on people close to you because you're afraid you're going to get hurt. Um, but let me tell you, the from looking back in my situations, the one thing that I pick up on is that something that I used to do back then was because I was such, in my opinion, I was such a victim. And to look back, I can understand why that was the the route that I took because I went through stuff that nobody should go through. No child should go through. I had absolutely, in my opinion, from where I was, I had no roots. I had nothing to cling on to. Um, And... Yeah, no child should have to go through that. However, because I was a victim in my mind, I obviously had the victim's mindset where I was very quick. If people had a go at me or if if I did reach a point where I could voice what was going on, I voiced the situation. I never voiced what it was doing to me internally. So from an outsider looking in, because I was just talking about what had happened, but because I'd completely shut myself off from kind of allowing others to see my emotion and see how much I was hurting because I didn't want them to have that power, they had no idea. Um, Had I voiced up about the opposite, maybe not mentioned the situation, but I had voiced about what was going on internally, even to one person, I probably wouldn't have ended up as bad as I was because somebody would have known, so somebody would have known to check up on me or something as simple as those that I, as I said to you, the people that were closest to me that I felt I couldn't trust. And I'm talking things like something silly as my own grandparents. I didn't trust them. I didn't want them to be, I didn't want them to come into my room. I just, I I, I can almost feel it now, the feeling that I had back then, because I've just curled, curled myself up into a wee ball thinking about it. It gave me so much fear. I didn't want them in that space. That was my personal space. And anybody who tried to come near my personal space, it gave me so much fear. Um, and... However, had I maybe told one of them that I was feeling that feeling of mistrust when it was completely unprovoked by that particular person, it was provoked by other people, they would have been able to prove otherwise because they would have known that was going on. Um, so they would have been able to sit down and say, "Don't you? of course you can trust me. They would have built up that trust and maybe it wouldn't have taken me quite as long to build down those blocks. Um so that would be the first thing that I would be suggesting that you don't necessarily take it step by step is probably the first thing I would actually suggest is when you're in that feeling of so everything's so overwhelming everything's so extreme everything's so heightened you feel like if you're gonna unload you have to deal with the whole bloody lot of it um, I remember one of my counsellors back in the day described it as 
it was like I was a Velcro wall. And every time something happened, it was like somebody was chucking a gigantic sticky ball to the Velcro and it was weighing me down. And I was thinking that I had to take off the whole lot to feel better when actually it would have been a lot easier had I just taken off a ball at a time and dealt with one situation at a time. So if you're feeling that way, even if if you feel like you can't express it to anybody yet, that's totally okay. Never put pressure on yourself. And again, this is why I don't like Mental Health Awareness Days because I feel like it's a lot of pressure for the particular people who are actually suffering. As, as me and Aaron spoke about in our episode, there are a lot of people who kind of jump on a bandwagon. And I'm sorry to admit it, to say that, but it's true. There are so many who jump on a bandwagon to use it as an excuse for daily life that they can't be bothered dealing with. And that's just how it is um however there are people who are clinically suffering as I said before if you are actually going through these things clinically there is no faking it there's no fad there's no good days when you're in that situation it's you are continuously overwhelmed with these emotions and feelings it affects you physically it affects it affects everything absolutely everything um, that if you are in that situation and if you are suffering, the first thing I want to suggest is do things bit by bit. Don't let this pile on top of you make you feel like you have to deal with the whole world at once because you're never going to win. <laughs> it's, it's an unwinning battle that way. And it's not fair to expect yourself to be able to take it all on at once. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Allow yourself to be like, okay, all of this has happened. Get your journal out. Get a, get a notebook out. Get a bit of paper out. Write it all down. If you feel you need to unload and you can't talk to somebody, you like, and I'm saying you can't, of course you can, but you feel within yourself you're unable. Again, totally understand. Write it all down. Write everything down. Get it all off your shoulders. Get it all out of your head onto a bit of paper um, and almost start filing it. So file it in um, in little categories of what is the most severe issues you're going through, the things that are that are affecting you, but they're not as bad as the extreme stuff, and then the things that are just little niggly things that, had the rest not been going on, you could, you could, you know within yourself you could be handling it. And there's two things you can do from this. This is going to be a slightly longer episode, guys, because obviously this is something that means a lot to me and I want to give you guys as much information as I can. Um, two things you can do from this is, one, start to give yourself tasks or Pick, a, pick one item, pick one item and say, right, this is what we're going to deal with today or this is what we're going to deal with this week. And by the end of this week, we're going to have either mastered it, dealt with it or whatever. We're going to, one way or another, we're scoring this off of the list so it's no longer something that I have to, I have to be worrying about. Um, and it's entirely up to you what strength you feel you have to handle that. And just slow, you don't, again, 
life is as long as you want it to be. And where possible, and again, I'm saying that, I'm trying I'm trying to say it in the most sensitive way possible because I understand when you're in that situation that to say don't do it, it's not worth it, is just like water off a duck's back when you're in that emotion and when you're in that moment. Um, but you need to know that everything that's on your list you can deal with and you would be able to deal with if you weren't so overwhelmed and by ticking things off slowly and in your own time you're going to start building up strengths to allow yourself to deal with things slightly bigger and to deal with daily life a lot easier um and then the second part to the list is this is something that I actually learned in CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. If you haven't done it, recommend it. Um, the cognitive Behavioural Therapy. So it's it's a, a table, kind of. So you have a little triangle. And the top in the triangle, you have, like, so each corner of the triangle, you put a box or a word. And the top, the top of the triangle is your thoughts. The right hand side, the right hand corner is your feelings. And then the bottom left hand corner is your behavior. So your action, right? With whatever, from your list, pick items that, pick any item, doesn't matter. Make whichever one you've picked your thought. And then start to break it down for yourself so you can understand what these thoughts are doing to you so that you're more aware of what's actually going on. So put your thought, whichever one it is, and then give yourself a moment and give your, like, really think about that item and write down in the feelings column how that makes you feel. Like, What emotions are actually arising when you're thinking about that? Is it loss? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it frustration? Whatever it is, confusion, whatever it is, pop that feeling down or pop the feelings down. And then from there, move to your actions and take a a minute to think about, right, okay, when that thought comes into my head, this is how I'm feeling. What act, What am I actually doing when this arises? And really like allow yourself to think about it because when you kind of make this connection of what's going on, you can then understand that every time it's almost like a knock-on effect, especially when you're that far along in feeling depressed or anxiety, anxious or whatever's going on, that when that it doesn't necessarily have to be the thought that triggers it. It could be an action that you're doing that then relates back to that feeling, which then knocks back in that thought and then the thought comes back into your head. Um, or it could be something that you're feeling that then brings that thought back up to the surface and then it causes you to act the same way again. Um, and it just allows you to be a lot more aware of 
how much that thought has power over you and that it, it kind of gives you that little bit of power back. I can't explain it until you've actually, like, I can't put into words how it's going to make you feel. But when I did it, um, when I realized that this thought was making me feel this and that then these feelings were making me do this, I was like, well, okay, I'm feeling that way, but I have to be doing what I'm doing. So at the next time that this thought arose, I was aware that how it was going to make me feel and how I was going to behave. So I then automatically stopped myself. So when that thought came up, I would feel the emotions, obviously, but I would say to myself, right, normally this is how I would behave. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to go and do this. Instead, I'm going to go and do that. And it's, I mean, it took a long time. As I say, I mean, I started, I think I started CBT when I was, I want to say 17. I think I was 17 when I started CBT. And then I didn't start getting better until long after I stopped going to cognitive behavior therapy. And I was 20. So that's four years. Um, No, three years. (laughs) Ah, maths. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, so it it took a long time for me to actually master it, but it did help. And even if it was, even if it didn't actually help the root problems, it helped me have more control over my behavior because it was my behavior that was then making things worse for myself, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, so that would be probably my first tip um, or a bit of advice for those who maybe find it a bit more difficult to speak up about what you're feeling. Um, My second bit of advice is if you are able to talk to someone, if there is like, you know, your best friend or a relative, a sibling, a parent, a counsellor, whatever it is, if there's somebody in your life that you feel you can talk to, don't just fixate on what's happened. Fixate on what's actually going on internally because you can't actually change... I, I, I don't know what the situation may be, but I'm assuming if the situation's that bad, there's not a lot you can change about it because that'll be the bit that's difficult to process, that you can't change what's happened. What you can change, though, is what's going on internally. That's the bit you need to be focusing on. That's the bit that you need to start building on and progressing for yourself, being more aware of it and voicing it, piecing the puzzle together with somebody you trust. And as I've said, and this is something that, this is going to be a new motto and actually a new episode on, or series, sorry, not just an episode, a series that's going to be coming to the podcast, which is Build Yourself Inside Out. So this is something that we're going to, I'm not entirely sure how often it's going to happen. I am getting an amazing partner who's going to be joining me on the podcast um, regularly for that very series. And the series will be building yourself inside out. So you're starting off internally. That's the part that matters um, because nothing nothing external is going to get better until you can focus on your core and focus on your mind, focus on your heart, your emotions and getting that control back and 
building yourself inside so that you can cope with everything externally. And let me tell you, if you get nothing else from this episode, at least act, sorry, that'll be my dog. Um, At least I'm hoping you can see for yourself, because I'm assuming you'll follow my podcast if you're listening to this. I'm assuming you hopefully follow my personal Instagram um, that my life, okay, it's not perfect. Nobody's life is. Um, However, I have, as I says, I am so happy. Um, I'm so blessed with the people in my life. I'm so blessed with the job that I'm doing, the jobs that I'm doing and the businesses that I'm building. Um, I feel nothing. It's very rare for me to have a bad day, let alone a bad hour. Honestly, I am... I'm always happy I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not putting it on. I am always happy. I always feel so grateful and lucky and I don't know how I, I don't know what I've done to deserve everything that I have, but I will be forever grateful that I do have it. And for the people in my life that have stood by me, the amazing new people in my life are faultless. Um particularly a few special people who are now in my life that I honestly don't know what I've done to deserve them. Um, But they fill my heart with so much joy and so much hope and so much love. Um, Nothing compares to the people who have stood by me from the very beginning. And particularly um, like a couple of my best friends and my cousin, 100% my cousin because she was the person I actually hurt the most when I was in that stage. And the fact that she still loves me as much as she does and still spends as much time with me, I, again, I don't know what I've ever done to deserve it, but I am forever grateful. And... I will continue working as hard as I can to be the best version of myself and to help as many people as I can to see the light because, again, from the start of my story, you can understand that I never thought I would see this day, ever. I had full belief that my life had no good to come from it. There was no good going to come from me, my life, and it was going to be very short-lived. Um, and then I look at myself now and I don't even recognize that person. I don't recognize her. Um, however, as I've said to many people, I am also so grateful for everything that I went through. I am so grateful for the hardships, the heartbreaks, the betrayals, everything. Okay, it was not clear to me at the time and I still didn't deserve anything that I went through but I would not be who I am today without it and that is something that none of them can ever take away from me they've given me I took my power back and they that those situations they did not win those people in my life did not win I did and there's so much power to come from that um, 
And again, I have so many imperfections and flaws, but um, I, I'm, yeah, I just work really hard every single day to be as the best person that I can. And yeah, if I can get through it all, so can you. Um, and if again, as I say, I'm not expecting you to speak to complete strangers. Sometimes it might be easier to speak to a stranger. Um, because they've not got a personal attachment to what you'd be going through, which is actually something that I found quite a lot easier um, when I was speaking to counsellors or whatever, because in my heart of hearts, I didn't care how they behaved because, again, they weren't close enough to hurt me. Um, So if you can't speak to somebody... If you feel like it's not, you're not there yet, you will be. And I promise you that day will come. Um, if you can't speak to somebody yet, give the give the, the tool that I've given you a try where you write it all down. Try the cognitive behavior therapy table. And as I said before, if you need somebody to speak to or if you feel like you need some more tools or more methods on how to get through things, please don't hesitate to contact me. Um, I'm very approachable. I will help anybody in any circumstance. Um, and there is always a way. That's the one thing. If there's anything that I've learned, there is always a way. You've just got to believe in yourself that you, you can find it. And you are worth fighting for. If nobody else in your life is worth fighting for, you are. You're worth making changes for yourself and making your life as best as you can. Um, and I promise you when I say things do start to fall into place for you when you get into that mindset. I get that it's difficult, but it does happen. Anyways, guys, I am going to love yous and leave yous with that. Um... Again, I'm excited that we've got a new series coming to the epi- to the podcast. Um, super excited for that. Once things are sort of finalised and I know a bit more of how often it's going to be published, um, I shall let you know and then I can let you know who the exciting partner is. Um, I know for a fact you are all going to love it. Um, and yes, chin up guys. You are all fighters. We're all going to get through it. And... Again, please don't rely on mental health days. Every single day should be awareness day for any sort of health issue. And I'm not just talking mental health, anything. Um, we're all in this together. And as as my good friend Aaron says, mental health muscle, we are stronger together. So keep your chin up, guys. And again, if you need to contact me, you know where I am. Lots of love. <laughs>